Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Big at Night, Jay Binkley. Kramer Sansone producing the operation. And, of course, you. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. It's also the text line as well, Kramer. 913-576-7610. We have to field the Dreams game tomorrow. I'm actually pumped about this. It's exciting. We'll get to it. We actually get to watch and talk about it here uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, we will. will. We'll get to the fact that you've actually been there because you went there this summer. Very true. When you went to Low A Royals Quad City game because for fun. But you've never seen the damn movie, but you've been there, I'd like which to, I find incredibly interesting. Oh, I have at least I know the movie itself. I just haven't seen it from start to finish. Well, you need to. I mean, seriously, they will show it on MLB Network. Uh, I guess twenty four like hours on the, Saturday. There's probably what a one percent, two percent, maybe that have been there and have never seen it. It's like going to that uh, that Christmas story, you know, with Ralphie and the Red Ryder BB gun. They get that house that's in Cleveland. How many people do you think you can still tour it? How many people? Movie. How many people do you think have toured the house but haven't seen the movie? That movie stinks. How many people have seen the Rocky statue in Philly but haven't seen the movie or movies? I digress. The Royals movie was on today. They lose five to two to the New York Yankees. Eleven game series uh, losing streak to the New York Yankees for the Royals. Uh, Singer makes his first start since July seventeenth, and Brady Singer. Moved around today. Josh Vernier talked a lot of Brady Singer earlier. Went three and two-thirds innings with a 5-4-2 ERA. Gave up five earned runs, ten hits. Not a good day for Brady Singers. Did you know this, uh, Kramer? The last series win versus New York, May 15th through 17th, 2015. The winners in those games, Chris Young and Edison Volkis. That's for Holtz, from Holtzy over at uh, Bally Sports. Think about that. Since 2015, by the way, that's the last year the Broncos beat the Chiefs. It's been a long time ago. You know, that Royals World Series, yes, 85, 2015, it's been a long time ago. But that is the last time. And the Royals won the World Series. That's the last time they've beaten the Yankees in a series. Matter of fact, 
The Royals have just won one series versus the Yankees in the last 21 seasons. 117-3 and three over that span. Like, we're looking for the rival, right? That's them. They keep punching us in the mouth. Second highest payroll in baseball. Royals sit at 24th. Royals right in this whole series until today. And even times today, there was some opportunities. They had to come back twice in that 8-4 win. They came back twice in that game. They blew, The Yankees blew four saves the night before. The Royals were right there to win that game, too. Didn't get the job done. The Yankees win it. And the Yankees on a hell of a roll. Nine of the last ten series wins for the New York Yankees. But they're supposed to do this. But the Royals made it difficult on them. Just like the Royals, how they've beaten the White Sox the last two series that played them. They go out and play the Yankees. I mean, they didn't roll over. There's a lot of teams just maybe expect the Royals to lay, lay over, to roll over. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. They're just keeping us hanging on, Kramer. Keeping us hanging on because we want more. And the more is sitting, actually Dayton Moore is in Omaha, to watch MJ Melendez, who should be making his debut tonight. He had some COVID tests to take this morning to get the clearance on the call-up from AA. But Nick Prado's playing Bobby Witt Jr., who, by the way, has eight home runs since being sent up to Omaha. Think about that. In 60 games. He had over 90 games down in double-A. He had 16 home runs. He's already got eight now. Think about Bobby Wood Jr. When do you think he comes up? If you had to guess, when would you say? You might as well call him now. And the way that he's you might hit- as well. Seriously. The way that he's been hitting in triple-A uh, in now, especially for the Storm Chasers, there's no reason for him not to be called up. I even saw well, he had seven, his seventh home run now in triple-A. No, no, he's got eight now. Eight as now. I said, he's eight, got eight now. He had 16 in double-A. He's got eight now. MJ Melendez, by the way, has 28 in the Texas League coming up to Omaha tonight. And Prado's hit six since double A. At this point, uh, triple A. I mean, this, they're, they're killing it. At this point for the Royal season, it's a wash. So why just bring him up? You might as well. There's no harm, no foul with him. Maybe he could still also for next season be classified into the rookie of the year race. So there's no reason for him not to just the Royals for the Oh, he's not getting that. He'd have to. You really think if okay, so how about this, Bank? If he gets called up for the he's opening day roster material, he's a, a short starting shortstop for the Royals. Full season, do you think he could be the rookie of the year? I think he could. A full season, not the rest of this oh, season. Oh no, not this season. Okay. He, he won't be he still still be classified he, next season as a yeah, rookie. Yeah, still. next year's fine. Yeah. yeah I hundred percent expect him to get it. Probably the best minor league baseball player. Him or MJ Melendez, you can make an argument for. But he's killing it this year. Matter of fact, in double A. Bobby Wood Jr. was hitting 295, 16 home runs, 51 ribs, 244 at bats, 61 games. Okay. But there's also a different gap between double A and also triple A. I get it, man. I get it. But 61 games in double A, 244 bats. He's got 85 at bats, 85 in triple A, played 19 games, and he's got eight home runs. Eight in 19 games, 16 and 61 in double A. What he's saying is, you can move me up, I'm still going to crush it. And we, this is what we talked about, Kramer. We did talk about this big divide between the different minor league levels. It was going to be there. But many of them said after the minor league's all-star breaks, or the, after the all-star break, things will start coming together. Hell, Wander Franco is up to like 241 now. That's baseball's number one prospect. He's playing for Tampa. He's up to 241. Now, Jared Klinik, like I was scared about that, but not scared anymore. And there's, just do it. You might as well just do it early on in the season. You worry about things like that, but Klenick's been up uh, now for the Mariners again because he was in AAA. They brought him up. He's the fourth-best prospect in baseball. 
This season, though, he's hitting 149. He's got five home runs, 16 ribs, but this average is already low because he was over 39 when he got sent down. So it's going to take a while for him to get it up. I'm, I'm for it, man. Like, the Royals fans, they've still been going to the game. I mean, there's a lot of fans out there today. Not a lot, but considering that game was so long and this is one of the hotter days of the year, Matter of fact, uh, the National Weather Service tweeted something down, like the low today might be the lowest or the highest low since 1918. It's swamp ass hot, all right? It's not pleasant. It's not Kramer. You know what I'm talking about when I say that, right? Yeah, I, I do. You yes, understand I the do. term. I, I understand the term. I kind of have it back here right now because it's really hot. Exactly. In the you get it. You understand it. But Bobby Wood Jr. is the saving grace for the fans in Kansas City. And, you know, as they said on the broadcast, they were talking about Sal Perez. Like, people do go out to watch him. That's cool. Gisele Perez is that guy to go watch on his current team. Whitney Airfield's fun, too. But Salvi hits the, the home runs. People like the long ball. And Salvador Perez already has a career high. So, and think about they this. like the long ball, and he's one of the top five hitters for home runs in Major League Baseball. They go to watch that again. My opinion, I've said this for months. It's been, it's been hit back with some cynicism. I've been saying all along, he is the second-best Royal in Royals history. I agree. And I've said this months ago. been talking about it. I'll stand by it. Second best Royal of all time. I get it. Frank Whitemore, gold gloves, and stuff like that. Salvi's not done, man. He is not done from what he's doing. You have to think about this. People want to come to the Kaufman to see Salvi, see Witt. Say it's August, whatever, 29th. That's when they call up Bobby Witt. I'm not saying they're going to call him up then, but say that's the thing. It's a home game. I don't know if it's a home game or not, to be honest. But fans will show up. They will they will sell out that place that says, hey, Bobby Witt Jr. making his Major League debut. People will go to that. And that's what right now, if this is a wash season, as we're at this point, because there, there's no chance for them making the either the wild card spot or even one of the division, if, that, if you're going to talk about that. Bring up Bobby so people can be appreciative of the Royals. Why not? I mean, the fans have been waiting. The fans have been waiting punish, or, uh, patiently. They got off that hot start 16-9. Then they were reminded exactly what people were saying before the season started. But that, that, I mean, the great spring training, they went to Cactus League. They start off 16 and 9. It's like, okay, that translated from spring training. And then we got kicked in the junk, right? As fans, you get brought down. But I'll say this coming in the day, pitchers 24 and under, last 10 starts, right? Last 10 starts, 10 and under, 10, or, uh, uh, 24 and under, 2.33 ERA. From these guys. Think about some of this. Some, think about some of these positive things for this team. Carlos Hernandez, his last three, two and one with 1.02 ERA. Chris Bubich, last five games, four of those are starts, 2.02 ERA. Yes, I was having some fun on baseball reference earlier. Wade Davis, since coming back for the IL, Kramers pitched in nine games, eight complete uh, full innings, okay? One save, one hold in there, so he hasn't exactly been in some of the highest leverage of situations. Not saying Wade Davis is part of the future, a fixture. This is just, this is just fun with numbers. Can you guess what Wade Davis, how many hits he's given up in his ERA? Just be in the ballpark with the ERA. I mean, I'll give you, give or take, I'll give you a, a half a point. You're like a four. Like a 1.5. If it's a two, I'll give you 1.5. I'll give you the closest within half a point. And that and how many hits he's given up. In the last... Eight innings, nine games since he's been back uh, from IL still. About four hits, I think. I, I I just know he's been locked in. Maybe a, a 1.9 ERA. You, my friend, are cold. Very cold. Ice cold. So it's even lower than that. Yes. I, I know he's been dominant. So he's, his ERA probably is like a, a .07. You're still uh, 
Oh, zero, zero. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. How many hits have you given up? Uh, two. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's something. I mean, he's Wade not Davis part is of the future it. or whatever. I mean, you know, we've kicked him when he's down at times this year or whatever. You know, he's imparting wisdom on the younger guys. That's right. Last nine games, eight innings pitched, not including he didn't do anything today. He didn't pitch today. Zero ERA, two hits. But, again, that's just fun with numbers. That has nothing to do with anything in this conversation. It just strikes me as odd. But Carlos Hernandez, Chris Bubich, Daniel Lynch, get on that train. I don't know what's wrong with Brady Singer yet. I think he'll figure it out. Is he destined for the bullpen? Maybe. First-round picks? You hate to see a guy go to the bullpen as a first-round pick. I think you can turn it around. He's got that bulldog mentality that I, can't, I do think can work in the major leagues. There's a reason why this guy was up early. I like his attitude. I like his disposition. Got to change some things. What you're doing is hoping for the Brad Keller-type turnaround with that guy going forward. Coar still up in AAA. And again, these arms haven't made their way here. You get Heasley coming up at some point. Alec Marsh coming up. These guys are all studs. Jonathan Bolin, double-A stud for the Royals. was a pitcher at Memphis, part of that 2018 draft class. Tommy Johnner, he would have been an Olympian. at silver Olympi- or silver medal Olympic team that Bubba Starling on. He was slated to go there, but Tommy John. So what I'm saying is there's hope on the horizon with the young pitching staff. That is exciting. Like That is exciting. And having Bobby Wood Jr. here, maybe some Nick Prado at some point. Although... I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure Prado gets up here this year. I mean, you look at the numbers, yeah, there's still some more growing to do at AAA. Like, it's taken a while. Like, let's not be totally enamored with the product. That Nick, I know Nick Prado went to the Futures game, but Nick Prado was also a name that you all forgot about. 2017, the guy, rookie with the Royals, drafted the first round. He goes in 18, wins a title in Lexington Legends. South Atlantic League gets bumped up. Him and Melendez, they both hit under 200, but they win the Carolina League. But he was under 200. But then the alternative side happens. Nick Prado started looking good. Then he started putting up some real numbers in double A. Again, let that marinate. Because, again, that's a name you weren't talking about. Hell, you didn't talk about Daniel Lynch at first either. It was Bobby Witt. And then it turned into Daniel Lynch talk because you knew he was coming up here first. And Daniel Lynch is going to be all right, man. Again, this team's got some positive. And Carlos Hernandez, you kidding me? Like, there is some positive signs thinking for next year when you think about the all-star break moving forward. What could be, obviously, Bobby Witt Jr. coming up to the Kansas City Royals is the end-all, be-all. That's what everybody wants. That's what everyone wants. You should want to see that and also go see Salvador Perez. What this guy's doing is amazing. And I want to point this out. Prior to the season or last season or when he even got drafted, no one was talking about Carlos Hernandez until now. And the way that we've seen him play and how dominant he is, he should have been talked about a long time ago. Well... He's a fall through the cracks guy, and oftentimes, you know, the organizations, they're not going to build you up unless you ask them to build them up. Like, if you're asking them direct questions on how good a player can be, you're not going to be uh, exactly touting their name. But he wasn't drafted either, Kramer. You're talking about uh, he's from Venezuela. Yeah. Undrafted guy. Been in the system uh, since 2017 when he was in Burlington. I mean, you just think about his age, what he can do, the velocity, 6'4", 245. He's got some size. You're not going to charge the mound on him because he might punch you and crush you, to be honest with you. He's 24 years old, but, again, he's 24 years younger. Like, there is positive signs. And then you sprinkle in a little Bobby Witt Jr., and we can all celebrate. We can all celebrate. That future is bright. Like, I didn't expect a lot the second half of the season, but seeing Dayton Moore knowing he's up in Omaha, he's up there for a reason. 
Because MJ Melendez is a stud. Nick Prado's been turning it on. And so is Bobby Wood Jr. And honestly, MJ Melendez probably belonged in the Futures game. And, no, and another guy we're not talking about that's been turning it on as of late, Kyle Isbell. I mean, there's just so much down there. I, there is. There's, or up there because, I mean, if it's, it's north. There's four players with 20 home runs or more. Because our dude, our dude, Rhino, or our big brooms, boom, boom, McBroom's up there. Then heck, anytime that Ed, Edward Olivares, yeah, Eddie back. O keeps coming back and forth with it, he's still hitting up in Omaha. He's still hitting down in, in Kansas City as well. So I mean, hey. Um. Anyway, that's Kansas City Rose. We'll talk to Pete Sweeney, and we'll talk to him coming up next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big and I, Jay Binkley, Kramer, Sansone producing. Some places are dog-friendly, but are you Pete-friendly? Like, are you friendly to Pete, Pete Sweeney? Editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, because he should be. He's editor-in-chief. He's everywhere. He's our chief's insider. What's up, Pete? Jay, what's going on? I, I know I'm going to be breaking a little bit of news to you here. Ooh. And that's the fact that on the franchise, on today's episode, you were the first voice of Pad Day at training camp. That just happened a couple weeks ago. Was I really? Yeah, it was you excitedly saying that it's Pad Day, so make sure you check that out later. Or is that out on Twitter? Well, it's on YouTube. They do the YouTube and Facebook every other Wednesday. Uh, great, I, great it's, it's on YouTube right now. Kramer, get on that, man. It's on YouTube. Right, I got you, bud. You got it. You need this. We need this audio, Kramer. We need this uh, We need this audio right now. All right, Kramer, all right, Pete. I almost called you Kramer, but you're Pete. That would be a big mistake, right? It, it is. And I, I apologize, Pete. You and I have known no, each okay. other a long time. You're very disrespectful to me sometimes, too. So, 
Uh, but bottom line is, you put a 53 out today, and I love when you do this because you're, you're everywhere. You're on TV. You do our radio stuff. You do the best notes. Your game. If people aren't looking at your camp notebook, you still got, uh, what, four more opportunities for practice to see uh, on arrowheadpride.com. If you miss practice, it's right there for you. It's just like evening reading material when you sit down and grab your beer. Anything that happened in Chiefs camp, injuries, you name it, Chiefs notebook, Pete Sweeney right there. But, all right, so the first thing I noticed, Pete, there's a couple things I noticed on your new 53-man roster. Sure, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. One big one is, well, let me just ask you this. I mean, We know who the quarterbacks are. They're Mahomes and then Henny. Do you think Michelle or Gordon? Would you who would you be your odd your odds on favorite to be the third string? I know this is ridiculous. I apologize for asking this, but who would you pick? I think I would go Gordon. Uh, and and again, this is not a player that's going to make the roster. It's going to be the third string that'll be on the practice squad. Practice squad, yeah. Thinking they're going to keep one quarterback on the practice squad. Gordon, it seems like he has a little bit more zip. And I think there's a higher ceiling, and it seems like he has a little bit of that ground attack that Mahomes offers and maybe more to Michelle. But I really don't think that either of these players have separated as of yet. I think a lot of it is going to come down to how they perform in these training camp games, these preseason games, and and see who who is good when the lights are actually on. See who's good when the lights are on. By the way, Pete, uh, 2000, let's go back to 2000 and see here. Let's go back to 2019. One quarter. I, I may have asked you this or not. I don't think I did, but I may have. One quarterback threw for 5,000 in college. Pac-12. One quarterback threw for 5,579 yards, 48 touchdowns. The other one threw for 3,471 and 32 touchdowns. Which one's Anthony Gordon? Which one's Justin Herbert? Same I'm conference. Say that Anthony Anthony Gordon yeah. did a better job than Justin Herbert. Yeah, is that would, correct. Yep, that would be Anthony Gordon with. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying this translates to the pros, different stuff. But Anthony <laughs> Anthony Gordon did throw 16 more touchdown passes and 2,000 more yards than Justin Herbert. Same year, same conference in college football, Oregon in Washington State. All right, Pete, let's go on to another another subject that I found interesting. And if I'm missing something, we can go back to it. But if you find it, all right, tight ends. All right, Travis Kelsey. Mr. Steal Your Girl, Blake Bell. Steal Your Girl from Blake Bell. Noah Gray. All right, that was your first Your first look at your 53. Yeah, those are your three tight ends. Oh, but wait. We have added a guy to the room. Jody Fortson, camp guy, gained the 20 pounds. Mr. Wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, back to tight end. Jody Fortson, stand up, please. Pete has you on the team. Yeah, I think he's just been one of the more impressive players at training camp now you got to start to see it in the game we've had these conversations with Jody Fortson before so much so that they like would put him at the podium so that we could discuss and talk about him and we wrote stories up we got all excited and then he wasn't able to make it now, he's made the full transition to, to tight end Dave Tobin mentioned he put on uh, 20 pounds of muscle he shows anything uh, as far as being able to play special teams which if you're one of the, the tight ends that are a little bit lower in the room you're expected to contribute in some fashion uh, on that front. Dave Tobe's excited to see him. And I, I think that the full transition, the full commitment, remember he's kind of swayed back and forth between wide receiver, tight end, the full commitment of being a tight end uh, has translated. And he's a big target for Patrick Mahomes. The offensive skills uh, have been there. I never thought that I would be looking up a training camp two or three times a practice and see 
uh, 15 throwing an 88. That, that, if you don't know, that's Jody Forsey. He's wearing the Gonzalez 88 right now, and, and he looks like a player uh, who's on the rise, 25 years old. Uh, and we made a big deal out of Noah Gray, and I think understandably so. He's a rookie that was drafted by this team. But we've had undrafted players in their third year before start to shine. We saw this with Demetrius Harris. So I think this could be the year that Fortune gets through. I didn't put him on my first roster, but mm-hmm. he's shown enough and been consistent enough to uh, make it this time around. So I, I'm leaning toward Fortune being on this team. Okay, that's four tight ends, though. Um, obviously, you're going to be sitting somebody inactive on game days if that's what you're doing. I'm just saying this. I mean, his blocking... Obviously, if you're going to play tight end for this offense, he can split out. The guy's a former wide receiver. We know he can do that. Right. Playing special teams, he's good at that. Right? He's a good special teamer. I think Dave Tobe really likes him. And Dave Tobe is stressing the importance of getting to the ones or twos on this roster to make sure you're you're on special teams. But Blake Bell could be the guy that he's really challenging, to be honest with you. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you noticed a wrinkle of this second uh, 53 that I really didn't feel comfortable about, and I wrote that, and that was getting rid of the fullback. I, it's that's probably my boldest prediction of this 53 man was just I like that. you know get, get, rid, get rid of the eight to ten plays of, of like a Mike Burton. Uh, the thing is, if they end up keeping Mike Burton, I did, and I'm sure we'll get to this. I did keep ten offensive linemen, so maybe an offensive lineman comes off the board, or maybe you lose Blake Bell, or don't keep Jody Fortson. That's kind of where the numbers would would fall. Again, the the fullback, especially with this really really potent offensive roster, it only plays about you know seven, eight, nine plays on offense. So. Maybe you threw that out the window and, and you keep a dynamic player like Jody Fortson, or maybe Andy Reid continues to follow that routine as one of these guys uh, ends up on the street. You don't want to see. I know you really are a big Belldozer fan. Yeah. Uh, but he, he looks like um, the, the player certainly with the lowest ceiling in that room. Jody Fortson does take, can take advantage of the rule. Obviously, 16 players in the practice squad, like last year, six of them that have more than two accrued seasons in the NFL and the ability to protect four players each week. I think that's big when we look at the roster. Yeah, I just find that Fortson is going to perform well enough in these preseason games. That's going to be such a case where I don't know if the Chiefs are going to want to flirt with the practice squad. I know that you can protect players for a certain number of weeks, but it isn't throughout the entire season from wire to wire. So I... I wonder if, if Fortson plays well enough on national television or on tape to really push the Chiefs' hand here to make sure that he's protected on the 53. All right, Pete, another good one that you have for camp battles. And I'm with you on Burton, though, Pete, uh, in the fullback situation. It, it, listen, yeah. Burton, Burton can play special teams, and he can play. I know you hear the term four phasers and stuff like that a lot, but he can play special teams, do it at a high level. That's what a fullback does in the National Football League. But Noah Gray, as you say, can be that H-back fullback guy. Yeah, Just like Kelsey yeah. really did the Sherman role last year, and nobody even noticed. Right. You know, and, and a big part of, of the reason that Anthony Sherman was able to keep that job for so long was that he was playing special teams, and he was so important on special teams. But if other players at other positions step up and you feel comfortable there when it comes to, to teams, then you're really only talking about seven or eight plays. And as you just mentioned, Kelsey can do that role. We know that that is in Noah Gray's toolbox, that he could do that type of HBAC uh, role. So I, I think maybe at a certain point, you've got to really look at the athleticism 
you know, regardless of the position. And I just don't know if the Chiefs are going to want to cut a player who's less athletic than what a Mike Burton offers you um, for just the sake of keeping a fullback. I, 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 like I said, I, it's a bold prediction to say Andy Reid is going to go in another direction because he's had a fullback forever. But I think if there was ever a year that he cuts his fullback, it's going to be this year. Well, their definition of camp guys. I mean, that's what, that's exactly what Fortson is. You know, I wouldn't call Trey Smith on the offensive line that because he's a star at this point. He would be under the camp guys, uh, which they do make the team. Anthony Catapano's was one of my camp guys. He makes the team. What he was a draft pick. All right, Pete, wide receivers. You've got Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, Marcus Kemp, who you absolutely love. Speaking of camp guys, and Cornell Powell, the draft pick. You did have Antonio Callaway as your dark horse in your first 53, but man, you've been completely sold on Marcus Kemp since the, uh, you had him on your first one, but you're even more, more sold of his solidified position in this group at this point. Yeah, Andy Reid said back in 2019 uh, that he was playing really the best offensive football of his career, and then he ended up tearing his ACL and MCL. And I mean, I've just seen this so many uh, damn times, really covering the, the Chiefs and, and football. It takes guys like a full year to really get their their knees quite literally back under them. Uh, and you're seeing it this year with Marcus Kemp. Now, he receives more passes at practice from Chad and he does, he does Patrick Holmes, but that said, he does get looks with the first-team offerings from time to time, similar in a sense to what Jody Fortson, that's that amount of workload that, that he gets. And a lot of times, a, a practice from Patrick Mahomes, we're calling out that Marcus Kemp number. And I, I just, I was a little bit shaky about even including him on the first roster. To me, he has solidified his spot. Where it's gotten interesting in the wide receiver room for me is Cornell Powell and is, is, a, is a rookie. Uh, he's a draft pick. And I've kept him on the team, but he has really, really looked like he is overwhelmed with the Andy Reid offense. Uh, looks a little bit lost, really quiet, a lot of work with the threes. Jay, I know you've been up there. It's kind of like he's not even been up there. I was hoping to see a little bit more from Cornell Powell. I think because he's a draft pick, that's where I don't think he's in any danger of missing the roster. But I, I, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. Uh, with this player because, you know, you have a guy like French, for example, who is mm-hmm. in for his second year, and he's been more impressive than Powell. Uh, you, could you see the Chiefs maybe cut their losses in, in a bold move and, and keep another player as opposed to someone that they just drafted? I tend to think they're going to get him some time. So I kept him on there, but it really feels like it's going to be a meaningless year when it comes to Cornell Powell. And, and to look no further, and I, you might have the sound, Jay, but mm-hmm. uh, Eric Bieniemy was asked about Cornell Powell and his evaluation, and he called him uh, a rookie. He said Cornell Powell is a rookie, and then he talked about his good soul. And so that's <laughs> about as negative as Eric Bieniemy is going to get with, about a player. So I just think it's worth monitoring at the end of that room because I think there's some better players. Like I hate to say this, but even Garrett Geeter looks way more further along than a, a Cornell Powell. So I just think it's interesting. But, yeah, Marcus Kemp has certainly jumped out to me. Here you go. You know what? Cornell's a rookie, and he's learning, okay? He's a, I, I, first of all, he's a beautiful soul. He's a great kid. He has a tremendous amount of talent in front of him. And the thing that I appreciate about those guys is that they support one another. So if he does something wrong, they're on him. Hey, man, listen, pick your head up. Let's go line up the next play. The best thing about him is that he understands the importance of coming to work every single day. 
And that's what I appreciate about him. Now, is he white quite where we want him to be? No. Is he working at the, in that direction? Yes, he is. I appreciate his work ethics each and every day. Yeah, you got to like the work ethic, but uh, what's that? What, what do you say? Beautiful soul, Pete. That's kind of like saying she's a good cook. Yeah, it's it's not exactly what you want to hear from Eric Bieniemy. And like I said, he's Mister Positivity, never going to say anything wrong, especially at the podium. Um, you know, you, you might hear him say a couple things wrong if you go to training camp, but they're certainly never at the podium. That's about as negative as he's going to get. So I just think it's, it's worth keeping an eye on. I, I I think of the draft class. He has certainly been. And quite fairly so, the, the worst pick so far. But it is very early. Maybe he's sure. a gamer. Maybe we see something out of him well, the Chiefs play on Saturday night. We see draft picks released in the NFL, you know, third round or second round or sometime. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And this was a bizarre year in the NFL. All right, Pete, on the offensive line, um, your, your first one, you, you were looking at certain guys. And obviously things changed, you know, when Trey Smith's out there, Creed Humphrey's out there. But – your lineman right now, you have the Chiefs keeping 10, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Lucas Niang, Mike Rimmers, Austin Blythe, LDT. Really none of these surprises at this point. Nick Allegretti, who's kind of been the forgotten man, who's got a few snaps this week, even though Austin Blythe is technically the second center. But, again, it's an unofficial depth chart. Who knows who wrote it in Andrew Wiley. So you don't have a lot of names we haven't heard of when it came to the lineman at this point. They're kind of separating themselves. Yeah, I just I, I think it's going to get to a point where they do like Daryl Williams and, and Yazir Durant, for example. But these guys are not well known enough in the National Football League to a team to put them on their active roster for three weeks and steal them off the practice squad. So while I do think there's positivity there, I think they're going to be protecting their guys. Now you got to remember Mike Remmers has a back issue and Laurent Duvernay Tardif has a hand issue. Here's the thing about them to clarify for those listening. They have to make the initial 53, and then they could be put on the injured reserve uh, designated mm-hmm. return, which, again, is unlimited this year. The only caveat is they have to miss three games. So they have to make the initial 53. So what you could see is if, say, Tardif is not ready, right, makes the initial 53. The next day, so long as Prince Tegawanogo, who I think the next offensive lineman up, it clears waivers, which we expect. We don't expect someone to, to claim him. Then all of a sudden, you can bring Prince up. LDT goes to IR for three weeks, and you continue working toward that. Another part of this, too, Kyle Long, I expect to continue to stay on the PUP list as he gets back to football, so I don't think you're going to see him until week six or week seven. Again, that's my projection right now. That may change over the next couple of weeks, but I think the Chiefs protect their veterans. And you noted Blythe versus Allegretti. I think that's interesting because you are starting to see Allegretti get a little bit more with the, the snapping, and I wonder if there's a little bit of evaluation there going, you know, could we maybe move on from an Allegretti if Blythe looks really good? Is there room to maybe move on from a Blythe who just signed for that low deal this offseason? If Allegretti looks really good, still, I have both of those guys making this final roster. All right, Pete, final question for you. I want to ask you this because I've been talking about this. I was talking about it up at Chiefs training camp. Um, I went up there one day just on my own, just to just sit there and watch because when you're doing a show, you got a bunch of other things going on. But I wanted to see the O lineman versus D lineman, so just kind of put myself right on that bench to watch it. And a guy that, that's really shown up to me, Pete, is Mr. Snowcone, Chris Jones. Because, mm-hmm. listen, I mean, I'm talking about Chris Jones, one of the best interior pass, I think second best interior pass rusher behind Aaron Donald in the NFL floating out the end this year. He just looks like a different cat to me. He looks like he's on a different level. And people say, well, Chris Jones is good. I say, yeah, but he just – there's something about him 
that looks completely different this year. As a matter of fact, James Palmer, NFL Network, was up at Chiefs camp and said this. I had a chance to talk to general manager Brett Veach after practice for a little while, and he clued me in saying that he believes this is the best training camp of Chris Jones's career. That is how good he has looked. The one thing I always like, Pete, is validation. That was validation. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, there there are days when Chris Jones is in the one-on-one because to the outside now. Uh, and, again, we expect the tackles to be a little bit better here. And he looks like a guy that's about to rip off 18 sacks. And so what I would say is if you believe all the hype and maybe you can see it for yourself on Saturday night, get to Las Vegas and put your 100-to-1 a $100 bet to make ten grand on Chris Jones for the defensive player of the year because his odds are really good. There's value there, and he looks like a player who could do it. When these linemen do win it, they have to be high in, in sack totals. If, if the defensive back is able to get around 10 interceptions, it's sometimes it's the defensive back. I'm looking at Chris Jones as, as a chance, um, just like anyone else, and not only is he listed as a defensive end now, and this is what I, what I read on the 53, he looks like the best defensive end on the team. And you did expect that to be Frank Clark as there was a learning curve, but it looks like Chris Jones has been playing defensive end for his entire career. Now, granted, he is moving in and out, but and, and people will say, well, is that going to lead to less sacks? No, I think it might lead to more because there's so much unpredictability about where he's going to be, where he's going to go on each play. Every offensive lineman is going to have to be aware of where he is. And also, you're having guys that also look good on the interior in, in Turk Wharton and Jaron Reed and Derek Nottie and even Mike Dennis. And let's say like, you have Frank Clark resting. Mike Daniel looks really good. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And then maybe you have Chris Jones on that other side. So it's a really good defensive line. It's an improved defensive line. And I think Chris, Jer- Chris Jones is going to be you know, what they call a game wrecker. It's going to be one of those guys you're going to have to be watching on every single snap if you're on the offensive side of the football. Hey, Pete, thanks for pointing out I was on the franchise. I appreciate that. That was very nice of you. That's why you're an insider. Yep. Was Kramer able to, to get that sound free? I mean, I'm eager to hear it. Yeah, do you have a Kramer? Yes, I do. Let's hear it. This is franchise debuting tonight, episode two tonight. Let's go. All right, Kramer. We got so excited for training camp, watching the rookies and and the quarterbacks. It was like, let's get the veterans here. Let's Let's get the full team there. Then Saturday, I go there, watch them practice. And then you're like, let's put the pads on. That is today. This is fun, man. It's pad day. Oh, I sounded good in my debut. You're a man who loves pads. That's all you are. Pad day. That that is all you are. That's right. Yeah. Who who is better, me or Dusty? I think you're better, but don't let that go to your head because it's not going to stop me from saying I'll smile it. Mm. Man, that Pete. I didn't even get this, like, property say thanks to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. He's our chief's insider. You can hear Pete on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, Fesco in the morning. You can hear Pete uh, during the football season. He'll be on at different times as well with the drive. But he's and we'll be doing Arrowhead Pride Radio. He'll sit right next to me on Wednesday night, 6 o'clock. So you're a big protection guy there, Bink. I am. I like pad day. Pad day, protection day. I think I was better than Dusty. I know he got a lot of run for that revenge tour in week one. This is like I take it in week two. It's like Emmy type stuff. So who's going to be in week three? I don't know. Maybe me again. That's Emmy type stuff right there. It really is. They made you sound really good. No, they did. They did. We'll discuss that. We're late for a break. And Chris Jones next. 
This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big Night, Jay Binkley, Kramer Sansone. Pete was kind enough to point out the uh, Chiefs do the franchise. It's like the hard knocks that you see on uh, HBO. Started last night with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if you saw it last night, but I like hard knocks. Do a stink, stink, stunk on that one. It's it's not a. It, I mean, la, I mean, last year you knew it was gonna be weird. You know, it's two teams, yeah, yeah, two Chargers, Rams, COVID, and... the whole deal. This year's a little weird too. I'm, I'm, you know, access is just not the same. It's gonna be. It's going to be probably bad. Last year was bad. This year's probably going to be not great either because the access is different. I mean, you, you saw Jerry Jones salt his burger. Draw that. It's a little too much salt for the guy like himself. Nah, some guys I know that, man, I knew one guy that just, he's still, still kicking, still going. Cakes everything in salt, man. Hell, what the doctors say, he just does it. So do I. Not as much as that, but. I know somebody had a lot more salt than I did. I like the natural flavor of what the the this the beef. Someone's asking tastes. me how to watch it from the Chiefs. You stream it on YouTube. That's where they put it. Yeah, go to YouTube. Just type in Kansas City Chiefs, and it's there. Didn't Fox Sports Midwest show some of this too? I think they were for a while last year. They were picking it up. It's on their, their social media channels. But if you do watch it about the ten fifty mark, you'll hear this. We get so excited for training camp, watching the rookies and, and the quarterbacks. It was like, let's get the veterans here. Let's get the, let's get the full team there. Then Saturday, I go there, watch them practice. And then you're like, let's put the pads on. That is today. This is fun, man. It's pad day. They gave me about 22 seconds, Kramer. That's big. That's huge. For a debut, that's good. I didn't say who, who I was, but I'm telling you who it was. I think people in Kansas City know it was you, though. That was Emmy type stuff. The delivery was strong. I mean, was... I don't know about that one. If you get a second one, then it might be classified as But I don't know when they're listening, when they're cutting it. I mean, I could go three, two, one. All right, Kansas City Chiefs camp, this is what it is. Veterans walk. I mean, no, I mean, you can't. It's organic, man. It just happened. It's organic and genuine, just like how they ripped that off and put it on there, which is perfect. No, it's great. I mean, I love it. I'm waiting to take anything I do. Anything. So you just, you just got to know, Bink, they're listening to you at all times. Not any. Your bad takes, all my takes. They're good. They're different. So I think I was with you that day you said that, too. So that, that, I think that was on Fesco in the morning when we were uh, both. It was just us. Man, these colors, man. 913-576-7610. I'm ready to talk football, man. Because we're going to talk some football. You know why? Because football season started. You know why else? We are one, two, three days away from the Chiefs actually playing a game. I know it's preseason. There's only three of them. 
We used to be four last year, but it was none. You are three days away from the Kansas City Chiefs playing the 49ers. Seriously, if you haven't planned your nachos, if you haven't figured out what beer you're getting, which, by the way, I'll throw out a recommendation, some of the Oktoberfest is already on the shelves. Oh, they are? Yeah, they do it. Oh. August was where it's primed and ready to go. It's fresh. Then you drink it through November, then I switch to winter beers. Can't find Sam yet, Sam Adams. Free State's out there. I bought some Mother's Oktoberfest because I like the Mother's Brewery down in Springfield, right? It's one of my, one of my favorites. I like their winter grind. But the Oktoberfest from Mother's haven't tried yet. Anyway, side story right there. If you haven't got your beer, your food plans, your drink plans to watch some, some Saturday preseason football, I know I'm excited about it. I think a lot of people are excited about it. Week two, mm, but week three, when you know that a lot of the starters will be playing the longest time, dress rehearsal, even though it's not as much of that anymore, quarter maybe, not two quarters, I'm expecting maybe a, a series from Mahomes. I know they say first quarter, but looking for a, just a series with him. Now, some of these rookie offensive linemen like Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Lucas Niang, I'd get long looks at him. I would. I'd get long looks at it. It's great for their development. They need to hit another team. They need to hit other players. They need to more, be more acclimated, and they need to get their language down, their communication process process down that Eric Bieniemy talked about. And we'll get to that a little bit, the language of the linemen. I don't think you're going to play Orlando Brown, you know, much of the game. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. Joe Tooney, he doesn't need it. Guy's already started in three Super Bowls, has two rings. He doesn't need it. But I think Creed Humphrey does. And I think Trey Smith does. As much as I like him, yeah, he needs it. And Lucas Niang, for sure. He opted out last year. Give him some work. Give him some work against that 49ers defensive line, which is damn good. But they'll be out of the game quickly. So you got to choose your spots because you're <laughs> – but the beauty of a preseason football is that other guy's paid to, and the other guy's hungry. The other guy on the other team wants to feed his family. You know, he wants to buy his mom and dad a house, his brothers, sisters, whatever. He wants to make some cash. And the only way you're making cash is get on the uh, team on the 53. And how do you get on that? By showcasing yourself in these preseason games nobody had last year. This was ripped, I believe, from the players that really – needed preseason football last year. Ripped from them, Kramer. Ripped from them completely by not having preseason football last year. Some guys make the roster because of this. I think some guys slipped in the draft because of opting out. They did. Or medicals not being in time. I mean, I'll tell you this much. Trey Smith slipped in the draft because teams are afraid of the medicals. Which a typical year, you're not as afraid of them because everybody does their medicals and stuff like that at the combine, and the information is still there. The NFL teams were still waiting on information when it came to medicals when it came actually to the draft night, Kramer. We told you it wasn't easy. You remember after pick 23 of the draft, you did the draft special with me, Kramer, right here. Do you remember what the common sense was project projected to be a good flag? There was so much uncertainty once we got past Najee Harris. It's like maybe it's going to maybe take him a while to get acclimated. It's a big maybe. But that's how the draft went after pick 30, 23, including the first round. Not like we've seen before. And this this draft, even anyways, was just a weird one to even participate in if you're any team because there was a, the big uncertainty of everything. Even even the first five picks, I thought, was a big uncertainty on everything for this past draft. So, I mean, if you even say it past Najee, Granted, you're right. This is just weird, and it's awesome that the Chiefs were able to find a guy like Trey Smith in the sixth round. No question about it. No question about it. This is what uh, Orlando Brown, and we'll get to some more Orlando Brown 
here at the top of the hour. This is Orlando Brown, and he was asked about preseason football because it was ripped last year. So not only do you have the young guys trying to make the team that missed out on that, because now you're just going by practices and what they're doing. And the Chiefs and last year teams didn't scrimmage against other teams because COVID is so prevalent, they didn't do it. So it's hard to get a good barometer on guys. It's like the, the Royals' alternate site. They saw the same pitchers, same hitters every day. So what camp is, same guys every day. This is Orlando Brown on preseason football. Well, what guys missed by not having it last year? Uh, man, I, I think, uh, like I'm thinking back as a, as, a, as a rookie man and a younger player, uh, to me preseason was an opportunity to go against somebody you hadn't gone against, somebody that doesn't know the snap count or your calls or your schemes necessarily. It gives you an opportunity to kind of go out there and confidently try what you want to try. And the preseason is definitely the opportunity to get out there in those live situations, especially from an offensive line standpoint, uh, of being able to try different things and build that confidence going into the season, man. You know, obviously here at practice, it may work one day and then the next day, you know, Chris is killing you. You know what I mean? And so the preseason gives you that opportunity, man, to go out there against someone you don't know and just build that confidence in whatever fundamentals that you're working on. Chris is killing everybody, to be honest with you. Chris Jones, I'm saying this, man. Like, he pops to me and flashes the most out of anybody at camp. And I know there's a lot of guys having great camps. You know, but if you, when you stand out amongst guys that have made Pro Bowls and so is he and all pros, and he just flashes differently. Like, it's one thing to be great and take your game to the next level. Like you'll see from Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, they've done the same thing year in and year out. They continue to do it. They continue to get better every single year. Add Chris Jones. Just looks like, I mean, he's always been good. But there's just something about him this year, man. It's like a magical unicorn, man. We're talking 14, 15 sacks, Kramer. We're talking magic. We'll talk Orlando Brown who just spoke. We'll talk about everybody worrying about one-on-ones next. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 